Welcome, or welcome back to Turner Syndrome Talking Tea with your host, Emily Seymour. What I hope for this podcast is, I hope it makes people affected by Turner Syndrome feel less alone. And I hope it spreads awareness on Turner Syndrome because it really needs it. I have lots of different perspectives on Turner Syndrome in this podcast from ladies themselves with Turner Syndrome to mums to dads to doctors a lot of different experiences with Turner Syndrome so there's something here for everyone so I hope you enjoyed this episode Hi everyone, so this week we have Diana with us. Hi Diana. Hello. How are you today? I'm very well, been working hard, so nice to have a little relax and chat to Emily. Good, oh good. Where are you talking to us from? I'm talking to you from Orishdia, which is in Romania. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, so I want to ask you a few things about Turner's, if that's okay. Yeah. What's your relationship with Turner's? I am a 67-year-old lady with Turner syndrome. So, yes, it's been a sort of lifelong, although I didn't know that Turner syndrome was what I had until I was in my mid-30s. Oh, interesting. So we haven't sort of had a relationship to and I all my life because I didn't know that's what it was oh that's interesting and actually I mean I know people listening won't know this um but I've seen you at conference and you don't strike me as someone who missed growth hormone I know I'm very fortunate in that way I am sort of shorter than the rest of my family obviously Mm. but yes no I'm not too bad on the growth yeah on the growth that's mm. really interesting I definitely assuming you didn't get growth hormone people were laughing because they were looking at some pictures of conference and they said oh you're actually the tall person there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what's the most challenging aspect of Turner's would you say well, for me, it affects my short-term memory and also spatial awareness quite a lot. Mm. So, yeah, learning's always been a challenge. And I came from a very academic family. So in that way, I always knew I was different because mm. um, the rest of my family all went to top universities and I struggled at school. So... That's been one one challenge. Um, And I think another challenge was because I didn't know, um, I knew that I couldn't have children when I was about 16, 17. I was told that enough and that it was genetic, but nothing more. And I didn't discover about having Turner syndrome properly until I was in my mid 30s by which time my mother had died. My mother died when I was 19. 
So I went through finding out about it and going for all the checks and the hospital visits and starting clinic and things like that on my own. And I think that was that was quite a challenge. Yeah, that'd be very overwhelming, I imagine. Yeah. I sort um I knew that always knew there was something, but yes, didn't know what it was. Oh, interesting. Obviously say it as much as you want to. <clears throat> so were you tested for infertility then? Is that how I they come? Was. Yeah. Um I went to a specialist in, in London and um you know, a few appointments, and he just told me I wasn't going to be able to have children. Did I want to be put on an adoption register, a register to adopt a child? This was when I was 17. Mm, yeah. I guess when I was young, things were very different. Mm. They may have um, talked to my parents and told me, told them that I had Turner syndrome because it was certainly on my medical records. That that's what it was, but I was never told. Oh. And I remember going to a clinic as a kind of 16, 17 year old. And um, in those days, I guess there was certainly no, like we have now, no um, specialist clinics. And I was sent to an adult antenatal clinic. So I was at 16 sitting there with all these pregnant ladies <laughs> waiting to see the gynecologist. Oh, and that must have been a moment in itself, seeing all of these people, all of these women pregnant and everything. I mean, it might have been, it might have been fine, but I'm imagining yeah. from my point no, of view. it was, knowing it wasn't going to happen to me. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, um, okay, from that, what's your most positive experience? I think the most positive experience is um, really how friends have sort of supported me. I've had some very, very supportive friends, and certainly within the um, society, but outside also at my church and people I've worked for. Obviously, there's been people that haven't understood. One example, when I came over here to drive over with all my things, and I'm typical, well, there's no such thing as typical Turners, but many of us with Turners um, find that finding our way in a new place is quite difficult. Mm -hmm. So finding my way across Europe was going to be a very big challenge. And a friend just offered to come with me without me even asking. Oh, nice. And it was during um, the very beginning of COVID. Oh, okay. And so she took a week off work. And then when she got back, she had to isolate for two weeks. Oh. Did that for me. So, you know, I think that, yes, yeah, definitely a positive view. You know, you see people who really stand by you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a lovely story. I like that. <laughs> so 
what do you want to talk about? Because my next question is usually about the society. Do you want to okay. take it into the UK or into Romania? I know you know more about the UK, but... Well, um, the society has really helped me. I mean, going back to me saying I didn't know what I had and I had to do all the investigation myself. I looked up on the um, computer and I found the society. I downloaded the, you know, the medical check sheet, walked mm. into my doctors and said, I'm being undermanaged. Oh, good on you. <laughs> I think the society really gave me the confidence to do that, you know. And I remember the first time going to conference mm. and um, I got out of my car in the car park and one of the young girls said, hello, I haven't seen you before, kind of thing. Have you got Turner's? Oh. And I said, and she looked at me and went, high five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And that was so lovely because obviously I was feeling a bit nervous and... Yeah. Um, and it just broke the ice. So, and then later on, I actually was on on the committee of the um, of the Turner Syndrome Society for a while. Mm. But coming to Romania, sort of, I let that I had to come off the committee. But yes, that was really I really enjoyed my time on there and just mm. learning more. You learn so much. Yeah. What was your role on the committee? Um, well, just a basic committee member. I sort of helped with a couple of the publications and okay, yeah, conference planning. <laughs> I remember one conference. My role was getting everybody from the Ramada Hotel to oh, <laughs> Park Hall. Oh, what a role! And that was. Everybody was very good about it. <laughs> so for people who don't know, in the previous location where we had used to have conference, we exceeded the oh. numbers and we had to stay in two different hotels, which wasn't, was it quite a short distance away? I it think was, it was, but we outside. needed a minibus to get us from one to the other because, yeah. yeah, maybe 10 minutes walk. Yeah, so it's far enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, some people found the walker challenge, so... <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. there a Turner Society in, the, in Romania, do you know? I don't know. I have um, been on Facebook with a couple of people that have Turner Syndrome... Um, and there's one lady in Bucharest, and one day I'm hoping to go and visit her. Okay. Well, her daughter, her daughter has Turner Syndrome. Mm. But no, I don't think, I did ask um, Arlene once, but mm. um, she wasn't aware. I don't think, you know, at the international, there'd been a, a presence. So. Okay. Romania is... Um, unusual in well they're maybe not that unusual but um the way they look at disability because they almost look at it as a curse they look at it as 
um you know maybe the mother's done something wrong oh, they're ashamed of it mm. and um I had one friend who asked did I mind if her disabled brother came to lunch with us okay and I said no of course not and she said well some people would yeah oh so interesting I never knew about that it's really interesting hearing these different parts of the world yeah probably the case so that you wouldn't hear too much about it because people would yeah try and hide it. yeah Oh, interesting. So my next question is, what's your involvement in the society? You said about the committee. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? No, not really. I mean, I I um go along to, you know, the Christmas parties, our friendship group. Mm. And um, Arlene still sometimes, this time at conference, she said, Dinah, can you help to lead the share the heart to heart so okay. <laughs> I still in touch that way yeah yeah what's your most important message on Turner syndrome would you say okay well one of the first ones I think is being open about your needs mm. um when I was about 50 I had to um, go back to college and do some retraining. And um, the first, I started college and the college where I started, they weren't, I was open about my needs, but they weren't helpful at all. So I left and went to another college. And the difference was amazing. I got disabled student allowance I got all my books on red textbooks read on disc as well as hard copies I got a personal tutor every two weeks and I got um something to help me plan software to help me plan my essays for my computer oh, wow. and my grades just shot up so that is the advantage mm. of being open about your needs yeah, it is amazing I, what support can do. Yeah, and I know it. there's many people that, yeah, sometimes you're open and that doesn't help. <laughs> and it's a personal thing who you want to tell. But I found that being open has really helped. Um, and um, I also find, yes, I'm open with the people I work with in Romania. And now I find that um, I can just rely. I mean, Jessica, who I work with, will spot a need without me even having to ask her. Mm. She said to me the other day, Dinah, I, I, can, I know that I have to break down tasks into smaller bits for you. Yeah. And I'd never said that. Yeah, it, that's nice, isn't it? Because it feels, not that you should be embarrassed, but kind of saying what you need can come with a bit of embarrassment sometimes. So it's nice that she picks up on it. And I think that coming to Romania and doing the voluntary work has shown me that I can achieve my goals. Hmm. You know, so I would say to 
girls, people with Turner syndrome, go for it. If I really felt, because I'm a Christian, that God was saying, go to Romania and work, you know, volunteer with this family, because I'd heard about them. And, you know, everybody was like, you're crazy. Mm. You're in your 60s, you have Turner syndrome. <laughs> what are you doing going to Romania? Yeah. But you can do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, most with the right help, you can achieve. Sometimes we need a little bit more help, mm. maybe than other people, but we can achieve what we want to do. Yeah, we always get there. Yeah, we always get there. And I think the last message, and I think this was actually said at conference this time, but I can't remember, is that, you know, whoever you are, you're a girl or a lady first and a per person with Turner's second mm -hmm. and accept who you are. Yeah. Because that took me quite a while. I think because I came from you know, such an academic family. And so in that way, I was different. Mm. I looked down on myself because I couldn't do what they could do. Mm. But, and I'm sure the society has helped and all the information I've got and what Arlene says, you know, it's helped me to accept myself. Oh, good, good. I'm glad about Just be who I am. Yeah. Easy said than done, but I just hope yeah. everyone can accept themselves. I know it's yeah. easy said than done, but yeah, I really like those messages. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode? I think that's fine. I just, w I'd love to say at the end, thank you to Arlene and Carlene and all the committee, everybody at the society for everything they do. Because, yes, it, as you'll have picked up on, it really has made such a difference. Mm. And where I didn't have family to support me, the Turner Syndrome Society has supported me. So, That's such a lovely thing to say. Mm. I've really, really enjoyed this episode. Really enjoyed it. And I hope everyone else has as well. And thank you for your time, Diana. And thank you very, very much. I've really, really enjoyed this. And everyone listening, I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to know more about Turners, go to www.tss.org.uk. And that is the website for the official... Turner Syndrome Support Society UK charity. Or you can go back to my first ever episode on this podcast where I explain what Turner's is and how it's affected me. So I hope you have a really great week and I will see you in the next episode.